also instructed me to tell you this. Do not be satisfied just with the return of your stuff. Don't be satisfied with just the return of the things that have been taken away. God has said that uh, we need to demand from Satan a sevenfold return. The Bible declares that when the thief is found, he must restore unto us sevenfold everything that he stole. This morning, if you will join your faith with mine this morning, I believe God in your individual situations is going to move on your behalf in that way. A sevenfold return for everything that that dog has stolen. I just believe it's about time that the church rise up and be who God has called us to be and possess what God has called us to possess. This is our season and we must declare it. We must stand on it and whatever obstacles that stand in the way, we must overcome in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Now that was what God wanted me to tell you this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you. God, we need a word from you. I sense some hungry people here today, and they're hungry for your word, Father. They're hungry for a word from your throne, Father. And I pray, Father, that the Holy Spirit would enlighten us, speak to us, cause us, Father, to possess our inheritance. We recognize, Father, that it's not by might nor by power, but it's by thy Spirit, O God, that all these things are possible. And Father, we be sure to give you all the praise, all the glory, and all of the honor for every manifestation of your spirit in our lives. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Every religious spirit, every spirit that's not like God, in the name of Jesus, we cast you out. We will receive what our Heavenly Father has to say to us today. Today's lesson is entitled, Dominion, God's Ultimate Purpose. Dominion, God's Ultimate Purpose. If you didn't know it, you are a winner. If you didn't know it, you've been made that way by the Lord Jesus Christ. Through his death, burial, and resurrection, 
He has placed each and every one of us in a position of a dominator. I'm not here to preach religion. I'm here to preach reality this morning. And the Word of God is true. We are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. The Word of God is also true that says that no weapon formed against me will ever prosper. I know that there have been many weapons formed 
our mouth. God is saying that he's going to use you, the church, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Then shall his yoke depart from off them. The yoke is that burden or that bondage that just won't let you go. That sickness that just won't cease. That depression that just won't end. That poverty or that lack that just will not let you go. God is prophesying and saying that that is not his will for your life. He says that his yoke shall depart from off them and his burden depart from off their shoulders. Verse 26. This is the purpose that is purpose upon the whole earth. See that? God says the whole reason for Jesus coming to the earth was to deliver mankind and bring mankind back to his original state, which was the Garden of Eden. And the Bible also declares that we are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. So what does that mean? That means that the devil cannot dominate you anymore. That the Bible declares that, and when it declares this, greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. That's just not a cliche statement, but that is a statement of fact and truth. But that our God has delivered us. Now, again, the problem is the devil is a liar and he deceives people and causes people who have been set free to still stay in the prison house. I mean, that's what he does. And he's very good at it. He uses religion. He uses uh, sense-minded preachers who are led by their senses instead of being led by the Spirit. Pastor was teaching last Wednesday on that subject matter, talking about how so many people are led by their senses instead of being led by the Spirit of God or being led by the Word of God. Believing more in what they feel than what the Word says. Believing more in what they see than what the Word says. But the Bible says that that's not the way we should live. God wants us to live according to His Word. And if the Word says that we've been set free, well then we're free. Indeed. He who the Son sets free is what? Free indeed. So what we have to do as believers is get radically and become radically in love with the word. Because it's the truth that you know that's going to make you free. Now you've been made free in the spirit. That's, 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 it's been done. When Jesus died on Calvary's cross and we accept him as Lord and Savior, spiritually we're free. 
But what has to happen is what that freedom that's on the inside of us and what's true in heaven has to manifest itself here in the natural. And the only way that that happens is if we embrace the word by faith and believe what God says concerning our deliverance. See, when we quote the word, we have to believe the word. When we quote, no weapon formed against me can prosper, we have to believe that no weapon can ever prosper against us. Glory to God. So God's on our side. He says in verse 26 again, this is the purpose that is purpose upon the whole earth. So everybody can get involved with this. Everybody can receive deliverance from Jesus Christ if they'll just make him their, their Lord and Savior. He says, I purpose it upon the whole earth, and this is the hand that is stretched out upon all nations. God says, my power is available for you, if you'll but believe it. For the Lord of hosts hath purposed, and who shall disannul it? No devil in hell can. When God has made a, has purposed something, no devil in hell can change his mind. The only thing that can happen is we can tie the hands of God through unbelief. We got to believe this book above anything else. It has to become the bedrock of our lives. It can't just be a Sunday morning book. It has to be seven days a week. We have to feed on this word until the reality of the victory of the cross of Christ is manifested in our lives. We have to think like Jesus thought. We have to talk like Jesus talked. We have to act on the word even as he acted on the word. That's the challenge. That's the challenge. So God's on our side. He says, verse 27, for the Lord of hosts hath purpose, and who shall disannul it? And his hand is stretched out, and who shall turn it back? God has 66 books in the Bible dedicated to his purpose. And we need to pay attention to the word of God. Now I want to go over two key points. And the first is found in uh, Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Now, are we going to believe the word of God or are we going to believe what men say? Word of God. Verse 26. And God said... Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowls of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. <clears throat> so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, 
him male and female created he them. So it's a male and female type thing. Amen. The, the ladies got just as much dominion as the men. Amen. I had to put that in. But the Bible says that we've been made in his likeness and God wants us to have dominion over all the earth. Is that not clear? He wants us to have dominion over all the earth. That was his ultimate purpose in the beginning. Now, of course, we know what happened. Adam bowed his knee to Satan, and Satan then became his Lord or his God. And so man lost what he originally had, which was the dominion of God. God had placed in his hands that dominion, and he lost it through sin. Adam... I guess in heaven right now, I don't know if he knew the devastation that this would cause. How sin would impact mankind. Sickness, terrible sickness. Even as Teresa was talking earlier about how God wondrously delivered her son. But had Adam not sinned, none of that would have happened. We would not have to experience the pain of separation from God. But he did. But God did not give up. He sent his son to the cross that we might be redeemed or brought back into our original state. See, again, most people don't think that when they get born again that that's possible. But we are redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Therefore, restoration of the privilege of knowing God belongs to us. We can know him. The Bible says that we can partake of his divinity. That's what the Bible says. That we can partake of his divinity. That he wants us to partake of his divinity. And part of the thing that God does with his divinity is... Use his authority. And that was his plan for mankind in the beginning. That man was to dominate all of his surroundings. Let's go to Numbers chapter 14. When we receive the revelation of the dominion of 
Christ in us, we have to remember something. That the dominion is not so we can get a big head. Okay. The power is not so we can think that we're great. But the power, and this is very important, because power will be released in your life if you come to God with humility. Power is supposed to glorify God. All the gifts that he gives, all the power that he's invested, the power to change circumstances is meant to glorify our heavenly father. It says here in verse uh, 21, but as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. So God wants us to recognize and understand that when you walk in dominion, when you walk in the authority of God and you will walk in the dominion and authority of God in the name of Jesus, but when you do it, you'll give him all the glory, all the praise, all the honor, all the adoration. Glory to God. Because it's not by might nor by power, but it's by his spirit that we reign. Now, if we, if we recognize that and understand that, then we can walk in the power that Jesus walked in when he walked the earth. The reason Jesus walked in great power and anointing was because he gave all the, all the glory, all the credit to the Father. He said, it's the Father in me that doeth the works. Always pointed to the Father. Always glorified the Father. Always said that it's, it's not me, but it's the Father in me. And if we can do that, then we can be trusted with power or this dominion, which is, again, God's ultimate purpose for you and I. Let's go to Psalms 8 to further, further illustrate this point. Because I know what the religious spirits will do. They'll whisper in your ear and tell you this is uh, not so. But the Word of God is, again, the thing that we look to. We don't look to our senses. We don't look to our carnal minds. We have to look to the Word and the Word only. Because it dictates to us the plan and destiny that God has for our lives. Psalms 8, verse 4. The psalmist writes, What is man that thou art mindful of him? The son of man that thou visited him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Now, that word angels, you have to understand what that word means. Its true translation is Elohim. And if you study that out, that means God. So what the Bible is saying here, but thou hast made him a little lower than God. You see that? Now, look it up in your study time, and you'll find I'm telling you the truth. But thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him... With glory and honor. So the Bible says that God's original plan for man was to crown him with glory and honor. You see that? 
So you're not some weak wimp. You are kings and priests under your God. This is what he's made you. This is what he thinks about you. And I'm going to tell you something. The only thing that matters is what God thinks about you. It's the only thing that matters. You have to see yourself through the eyes of God if you're going to walk in dominating power. And we're finding out through the word of God that it's his will for you to do that. For thou hast made him a little lower than God and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have what? Dominion over the works of thy hand. Thou hast put all things. Somebody say all things. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Do you see the authority and the love and the grace that God has through Jesus Christ been given to us? Again, the carnal and natural mind will reject these truths and say, well, you know what? That's just for when we get to heaven. Jesus put it this way. He says, your traditions and uh, all that stuff have made the word of God of none effect in your life. There's the traditions of men, what men think about it. But we have to get back to what the, the book says about it. What the Bible says concerning the redemptive work of Christ. The only thing that can overcome a lie is truth. The only thing that can overcome Satan is truth. That's why he don't want you to know the truth. See? This is bad news for Satan. That's why he wants to blind men to the reality of the victory of the cross of Christ. He wouldn't be a good devil if he didn't. I mean, I try to keep this truth a secret. I'd go to great lengths to do it. I'd do everything I could to keep the truth out of the hands of the children of God. But thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the one who teaches us the truth about Jesus. And about the victory of the cross. I'm going to go to Romans chapter. No, let's go to Isaiah chapter 41. My time is running short. Is anybody getting anything out of this today? Isaiah 41. Verse 15. And this is God talking to his people, talking to the church, talking to you. See, you have to see yourself in the word. That's the key. That's one of the keys. See yourself in the book. Say that God's talking about me. He says here in verse 15, Behold, I will make you a new sharp threshing instrument having teeth. You see that? 
you have been made a weapon in the hand of God. That's why I say you're, you're dangerous to the devil. You just don't know it. He says, I'm going to make you a new sharp threshing instrument having teeth. Thou shalt thresh the mountains and beat them small and shall make hills has a, make the hills as a shaft. You know what that speaks to me? That speaks to me promotion. Oh, somebody needs to hear that. That speaks to me promotion. God wants to take me to another level in him. He wants me to experience the oneness of Christ, the depths of reality, the depths of the reality of redemption. He wants me to know him and the power of his resurrection. He wants me to experience the zenith of God. It's possible. It's possible. But we have to believe these truths. I'm going to close here in Romans chapter 8. Now, again, just me teaching on this for a few minutes, it's not going to do you a whole lot of good. You have to renew your mind to these things. You have to allow the Spirit of God in your private time to make these things a reality, and then you can possess these things in your natural everyday lives. But we got to start somewhere, amen? Verse 33, chapter 8, the book of Romans. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Do not believe the condemning thoughts of the devil. For years I let the enemy torment me in my mind with condemnation. But one day I drew a line in the sand and I found out the truth that Christ is not mad at me. God is not angry at me. He says, who's going to lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Hallelujah. It's God who has justified you. You've been justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. You don't have to walk into the throne room with your head held down. You don't have to walk into the throne room uh, afraid that God's not going to hear your prayer. It's Christ who died. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yeah, we're going to go through some things. You're going to experience some trouble. Jesus promised us that. He said, in this life, you're going to have some trouble. But be of a good cheer. I've already overcome the world for you. Walk in it. Believe it. Accept it. Use the blessing, which is the dominion of God through Christ Jesus in your life. He says, no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. Glory to God. I just want you to understand that God, he's for you, and he's not against you. And as I started, when I started, 
I said that God was going to take you to a new level this, this season. 2011 is going to be a great year. Not only for this church, but it's going to be a great year for the body of this church. God's getting ready to take us to another level. But you got to start talking victory. You got to start speaking victory out of your mouth. You got to start talking like a dominator. You got to start speaking the word of deliverance over your life. Stop talking the lack. Stop talking the sickness. Stop talking it. Speak deliverance over your life. Get into the word of God until this is the only thing that comes out of your mouth. Father, I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you, Father, that you're taking your people to a new level in yourself. I want to thank you, Father, that in Christ, there's nothing that you won't do for us, Father. Your word declares, Father, that he who spared not his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he now with him also freely give us all things? And we want to thank you for that, Father. Now, if there's anybody here who doesn't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, needs to make Jesus the Lord of their lives. See, all these things are benefits for believers. These are benefits for those who have accepted Jesus Christ into their hearts. But that, that can be a benefit for you too if you'll just accept him into your heart. The victory of the cross of Christ is for anybody. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if there's anybody who needs to make it right with God, feel free to uh, come up here and, and we'll have somebody to pray with you and God will move in your life and you'll be blessed with the rest of us. Amen? Amen. So if there's anybody who wants to get born again, don't let the enemy hold you back. Don't let him tell you, you know what, well, you can put it off. Tomorrow's not promised to anybody. God wants you to enjoy him for eternity. But if there's anybody out there who simply wants to draw closer to Jesus, you may have kind of moved away from him. You might want to rededicate your life to him. The Bible said he, he's married to the backslider. He wants to receive you. If you're the prodigal, you read that story about the prodigal son. My God, the father kissed him on his cheek, put a ring on his finger and told him, it's, it's all right. You can come back home. So if that's you out there, you can just make a commitment to God and God will hear you. Father, we just want to thank you for your word today. Thank you for your power. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your encouragement, Father. Father, we'll be sure to give you all the glory, the praise, and the honor for every manifestation of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be dismissed.